So there we are. L E Q, right? Yes. L E Q of Hilltop it's close Acres. Enough. Is it Q? No, say it how you'd say it. No, it's Q. Yeah. Q, yeah. U with a hard G in front of it. Yeah. You know? Q. I think it's, yeah, I'm probably, probably my accent's probably messing that up a little bit too. Probably. Huh? Pro- I don't know. It's goo. I've le- I've just let people say goo forever. Oh, yeah. It's the easiest thing to in, do. In my head, I'm saying goo like you were saying it. No, that was perfect. Out. Oh, really? That All was right, perfect. That's how it kind of sounded to me, but, uh, you know, yeah. my own brain. <laughs> uh, and in front of us is some of your crop. Yes. Uh, from Hilltop Acres. What, yeah, what do we so got? I don't. I guess the viewer's right would be broccoli, and then the viewer left would be sunflower with all the black seeds still on it there. These are beautiful color. These just came out of germination about uh, a day and a half ago. So they've got to spend some time in the sunlight and keep getting pretty and tasty. Yeah, doing a little (laughs) growing, and we'll probably be like FaceTime. You're like, is this right? Yeah. Cut cut them now? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, what do you do? Well, hey, I'm going to get it going too fast. So. It's you okay. are owner of Hilltop Acres. Yes. Which is a microgreens company, and you yes. grow your own, right? Correct. And yep. this is what we got here in front of us. Absolutely. That's and what I do for yeah. now. <laughs> which is awesome because you're you know, helping people out, and I want to get in the health of it and yeah. all that good stuff. But um, I guess, so you said we're a couple days out, you said, from mm-hmm. this? Yeah. So we can definitely get into the nitty gritty of it if yeah. you want. Yeah. <laughs> there's, that's the thing. It's There's not a lot of nitty gritty. It's literally just plants growing so you can make it as complicated as you want to make it um however these two varieties by day seven to eight they'll be good to go anything longer than that then they'll start to get a little too fibrous and as they yeah as they progress through their growing um stages and getting closer to the like mature plant stage so oh gotcha yeah yeah i mean uh and they're you know growing TLC and <laughs> you can taste it. I mean, because yep. you know we've had your microgreens for a while now, mm-hmm. and and nice thing about being friends with you and you know being able to buy our greens from you is that uh, I get variety. Before I was just like broccoli sprouts, that's yes. the one, you know, because I heard so much about it being such a superfood. Yeah. And then now that you know you're doing the business and getting to pick your brain on it, it's uh, you know there's a lot more to it and more nutrients, right? Absolutely. Um, and I'm just gonna <laughs> preface this entire conversation with the fact that I am not like a botanist or, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not an expert in like these fields of the science behind like the chemical stuff, the biochemistry stuff behind all of this. But yeah, there's the density of nutrients in the microgreen stage of the plant is time and time again, proven to be higher than the more like mature normal stage of a vegetable or a plant right so if you would wait until this was a full-grown broccoli crown the nutrient level would be lower at that more mature stage of the plant versus where it is going to be in about like three days yeah it's wild right it is and i think uh, i'm super nerd sometimes (laughs) so like a kind of a reason for that is Currently, these plants aren't necessarily relying on photosynthesis 100% to do all of their growing. Oh. Um, so they're, like, as a plant progresses through its maturity level, it relies more on photosynthesis to yeah. grow. And I guess that just kind of alters the overall texture and flavor yeah. of the plant. And so right now they're getting a lot of their nutrients from like the 
the seed itself, from the soil that it's growing in. I don't add anything to my soil base or um, like for the sunflowers, you know, you, that's one of the varieties where you have to soak the seeds prior to planting them. Oh, wow. Some growers will um, balance their water that they're soaking it in and even the water that they water their plants with they'll control the um the ph, on the it. pH balance yeah. so i don't do a lot of that um at all yeah. <laughs> it's just like we started well we've done it for a long time but commercially now um it the water was working yeah. <laughs> and they tasted good yeah. so we weren't having a lot of issues with we had no issues with mold or poor germination rate or anything like that. So if we were having issues then you in those it. regards, then we might start looking at things like, okay, maybe it's the water. Maybe we need to balance out like the minerals and all that yeah. kind of stuff to help them grow to yeah. their best capacity. But yeah, I mean like whatever you guys are doing are awesome, you know, cause I've, Thank you. Yeah, I've had a few microgreens my day and, and like a lot of sprout stuff, but yeah, uh yeah it tastes amazing and i think that's the way to do it though right because you, you you know like most chefs that i've seen is like you, you taste it until you get the flavor right and mm -hmm. you guys happen to just knock out of the park in the beginning <laughs> so you don't have to like go back and be like well something's off because this yeah. thing tastes funky and i know? guess kind of a little bit of background it's like we didn't just kind of start growing them and say let's sell them now right away mm. um we so Brock and I are from the East Coast, and yeah. we moved to Oregon for a very brief stint. COVID happened. We both got laid off. Blessing in disguise. Yeah. Ended up here in Montana, yeah. which was on our short list of places we wanted to go to in the first place. Um, but throughout that period, we lost our ability to grow vegetables, which we had when we were living back on the East Coast. Oh, and so because uh, like well we had a house oh, and so yeah. like we had a yard so we could have a garden oh, and, yeah. and where we're from we're from lancaster pennsylvania shout out hey, <laughs> lancaster, lancaster. <laughs> land of the amish oh is it really oh, yeah hey. there's some growing people <laughs> yeah know? right exactly yeah. so we're just so used to like and i i guess it's a lot of places i mean this is very much a kind of farming community as well so it's yeah. very present here like that that farm stand community right you're driving and you can stop by and yeah. grab something quick but that was land of farmers markets that was where we were from yeah and so when we moved we lost our ability to kind of grow our own vegetables and not only that growing vegetables on the east coast is a lot easier <laughs> than growing vegetables out here just because of the like soil, soil. And moisture right yeah exactly and dry and mm -hmm. arid Yep. High desert lake out here. Exactly. The topsoil yeah. here um, is not the greatest. I mean, it's better, yeah. a little better here in the valley, but when you're up into the mountains a little bit, it's just so rocky. Like, there is no topsoil. Yeah. So and it's weird. It can be patchy. Like, where my folks live, uh, south of Whitehall, it's, like, really rocky. Like, yeah. I mean, my dad <laughs> would bring some topsoil in and just, like, mine out some huge rocks to, to oh, build yeah. the garden <laughs> where when I was growing up. And then... But like Bozeman's got some really good soil spots, but they also yep. have some rocky spots and exactly. kind of like out here too. Yep. It's so hit or miss. And th that's the thing back like the East Coast. It's pretty much, it's almost a rarity to run into <laughs> a place where you can't grow. Yeah. So when we moved, we um, just kind of lost that ability to provide our vegetables and produce independently. Yeah. And Brock had heard about microgreens and when we were living in an apartment he said let's give this a whirl and that was about four years ago yeah and so ever since then we've kind of been growing them for our own use and 
we had talked about for years look let's make this a business we got to make this a business this yeah. would take off so well because it's still such a new niche little part of the produce and vegetable yeah. world totally and finally <laughs> after i became a mom this year yeah, congrats thank you yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah i was like not going back to work and yeah. i was like let's just start this green thing let's do it like yeah. there's no better time to do it so uh, absolutely when well, you're already like your your work before this was helping people you know yeah. like heal because pt right physical yeah. therapy yep so you know you're a physical therapist before this and so you're kind of just doing it in more of a different way with helping people like it's improve their diets and it's true i think i like looking back and reflecting and I feel like this topic comes up a lot in some of your podcasts, which is great. Kind of that concept of like introspective, like reflection, that yeah. kind of stuff. I think it's good for people to spend a little more time doing that nowadays. Yeah, take a pause. Right. Um, I guess I always knew this going into the PT field, but my motivation for becoming a PT was to just help people learn how to use their bodies so that they can live the most like satisfactory fulfilling life that they can yeah, right yeah. and physical barriers present very differently for many different people it could be a genetic thing it could be a random accident it could just be aches and pains yeah. from <laughs> the job that you do on a daily basis but yeah you're right now transitioning that like goal of helping people fulfill like a satisfactory life like through nutrition yeah and brock asked me that the other day he's like are you thinking about getting ready for the podcast he's yeah. like how are you gonna answer some questions he's like what if he asks you why'd you start it I'd be like well i a wanted to have a good impact on my family first and foremost yeah. and set a good example for my family moving forward yeah. but also to continue to help the community that we're in and provide a good source of nutrition for the community as well totally yeah and then like the independence you're going to get from this too you know like when when it catches on you know like you're, you're starting to get some customers but when you get a few more and yeah it kind of starts like you, you know i always use the word like when it grows its own legs so it can yeah. start supporting itself you know like uh it's gonna be so much better because not only can you bring your kid to work with you and then like uh you know your boy can help you even with the making process with yeah. creating this and planting and everything, you know, versus like, you know, you're not gonna be able to bring your kid to work. With you. Like I can't bring my kid with me, you know? Yeah. And that I was thinking about that a lot today when I was at work, I was like, man, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's tough, you know, cause eventually, yeah. you know, we're going to have to figure out something for like childcare maybe. And it's like, man, so mm -hmm. like, hope, you know, hoping like the podcast kind of like, you know, put myself in your shoes, I guess, like for small business owner, it's like, if this even makes like, as much as I make now, I, I would quit my job and do this. Oh, yeah. So I could have time with my kid, yep. you know? Absolutely. And that kind of, again, goes back to that introspective <laughs> yeah. concept again. That's like, I turned 30 this year. So oh, I've been doing a lot it. of, like, <laughs> introspective thinking and reflecting. Yeah. And I'm excited for my 30s, though. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's important, you know? Like, yeah. especially, like, when you turn 30, that big number, you know? It's like... Yeah, it's exactly. It's not a big deal, but it, like no. just to take that pause and be like, all right, you know, I mean, you were like way ahead of like where I was at. Cause I'm 36, almost mm -hmm. 37. So like, I mean, it was. I'm trying to think of like when I really, pretty much when I got sick and couldn't smoke jump anymore, and then went to go structure fire, and then I couldn't do that, and I got real sick, yeah. and I like I was laid up, so it forced me to be like, 
all right, what now? You know, like, and <laughs> yeah. think about, like, what I really want to do with myself and, exactly. and time, you know. And well, and that's one thing I was thinking about. Well, to follow up with your thought of, you know, being able to bring the kiddo along to work. He already yeah. is with me all the time, and he loves it. And, yeah. like, I just throw him in the body carrier, and he's there while we're planting and yeah. watering. And he loves green is going to probably be his favorite color. Yeah, <laughs> because all he sees is green now yeah. these days which I'm okay with. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it's great. He loves it. And I think just also kind of, it makes me think about helping to meld the minds of like future generations as well. Yeah. You know, it's like to be self-reliant and not always depend on the outside world to help you for everything. Yeah. Learn how to pr provide for yourself first and yeah. then you can help other people. Yeah. Um, but then what were you just saying about... Um, you were talking about work and then getting sick. Oh, and, and just like taking a pause and be able oh, to rethink yeah. things. I was going to say, I, I really, I think it's awesome that you like s took a big leap of faith to start this whole thing. Right. Ooh, because yeah. <laughs> like you don't know where it's going to go. And no. I think that's more than half of the fun of it all. Yeah. And that's probably a big motivating factor is just dreaming and yeah not really knowing oh that brings me back to a, a really good thing <laughs> i was gonna ask you about too like i was thinking about it ever since you we talked last time but yeah like i mean that leap right like mm -hmm. starting starting your own microgreens business starting mm -hmm. a podcast like i'm like i don't know if i'm a very intelligent person and i don't know if that's it <laughs> i'm like is it gonna come across that way like this guy who's just rambling on a mic and you know mumbles no. a lot you know <laughs> i don't think so i think more and more people are just like trying to find people that are like themselves and yeah. they don't want to listen to someone who talks down to them like they know more about something yeah. um but the older i get i'm, I'm realizing that more right they, like if someone knows something more than me it's not because they're maybe more intelligent or have more brain power unless they like elon musk or someone who's like crazy smart mm. it's mostly because they just have more time to research what they're discussing right so and you may you probably feel that way now like i know nothing like yeah. i am such a newbie at hosting podcasts but I think for anybody like <laughs> that's not in your shoes and doesn't have a podcast, they're like, man, that guy's really good at what he does because <laughs> I, I could so. never do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're probably motivating more people to do stuff than you realize. <laughs> like I hope so. somebody down the line is probably going to start a podcast because you started a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Or yeah. even if it's not a podcast, it's a business doing something else yeah. you know and that's kind of one of those like going back to what i said a couple minutes ago where it's like provide for yourself first learn how to provide for yourself first so that you can then provide for others right yeah. so you're meeting your you're working on meeting your ability to provide for yourself yeah but in that time and later down the road you're probably going to end up providing more for others than you'll ever realize that's what just I'm by having this podcast yeah so. that, yeah like it's to inspire right you know i mean to help yeah. people and that's i think that's why like me and you and and brock and autumn all get along so well because yeah. of that you know and and like you said um you know motivation to go out and, and start something new it's so important like especially when, when you get like mid-20s or 30s it feels like people just like you, you get your job <laughs> right and then you like i've worked especially if you go to college like yeah. i work my ass off and pay a lot of money for this yeah. this is where i'm at for the next 20 to 30 years <laughs> You know, it's like, and that was like, and that my brain was on the same thing, you know, like worked my ass off to become a smoke jumper. I was like, this is me, you know, and like it took pretty much getting injured to, to like take a step back and be like, is this really what I want to do? I mean, I was having a blast and I, yeah. I love the profession and I still got a lot of good friends that are jumpers, but 
um, I think this will be better for me in the long run. Yeah. You know, like doing doing this and one well, health wise for sure. <laughs> you know, my health is already <laughs> failing. So, but oh but I get gosh. motivated by you though, right? Because I'm like. I mean, you weren't too far after when you started this, you know, and like no, you're yeah. out there hustling, you know, yeah. so it's like we started in September officially, like selling yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it yeah, is. it's it's crazy. I don't know. I just think like I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. I think that's a big thing to realize as well when you're taking those brave leaps into like a new endeavor. Yeah. Like you just never know how something's going to work out and you're not going to know unless you try it. Um, And thankfully I think, you know, we're both in a fortunate place, I think. And that's important to realize as well, where we kind of have some safety nets, you know? So like we have our significant others, shout out to you guys, by the way, (laughs) because they're watching the kiddos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good to say. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Autumn and Brock both watching our kiddos. I don't even want to know what it's like in there. Oh yeah. Witching hours. I know. Yeah. Especially this, and most of my podcasts now are like this late because I have to work. So I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. But I think like, I have to reflect and realize that as well, right? Like I have an awesome safety net with, with Brock um, to yeah. be able to go out on a branch and do something like this and, and vice versa for you. Like with yeah. like you guys can, su- you and Autumn can support each other through this venture. Totally. Um, but I think like if you're someone who's not in a place, I don't think that that's a, or if you're not someone who has a safety net, that's, you know, super supportive. I don't think that that's a reason to not, take that leap of faith like you know go find that safety net then you know like find like-minded people who want to get into that adventure with you and and take the leap because you're only as far as i know you're only on this planet one time so yeah it's a short trip yeah you know so you know just try it yeah (laughs) just try it Man. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, uh, just even being in this Airstream, you know, with it being my great-grandfather's who's, you know, left me 2005, I think, is when he passed. So it's, like, it's been a long time, and, like, it had been a really long time since this was his. I think <laughs> he stopped using it in the 80s, I want to say. Wow. And then passed it down the line, you know. And it's, like, now it's mine. It's like, <laughs> and I was, you know, he's probably a little older than me when he bought it brand new, but it's, yeah. like, phew. Man, you just—I just started thinking more you about. You probably time get though. weird feels walking in here a little bit. Yeah, it still kind of smells the same. You know, I've been trying to work on getting that smell out, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. it's, I notice nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> You're good. Yeah, it'd probably always be with me, and I don't mind it too much. I just, yeah, it kind of has old trailer smell to me. But the way I remember as a kid, though, you know, sure. so it's like nostalgic. Yeah. But that—that's a really good point about like finding people that are gonna go out and get after it. You know, because I, and I was almost kind of following the same thing where you just kind of like go to work, go to the bar, mm-hmm. you know, like our brewery, which I, you know, I enjoy the brewery, but like, you know, you get stuck in kind of that circle, that cycle. And then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, what have I been doing with myself? It's expensive to it, live that life. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and then but that's where you like your buddies are. And that's yeah. where you meet up. And it's like, I didn't feel like I was really doing much, you know, yeah. I, was, I, I felt two dimensional, you yeah. know, it was like and work. It's also like, just because you walk away from something doesn't mean you're leaving it forever either. Yeah. You know, like there's, nothing wrong with going and exploring new territory like if i wanted to walk back and get a pt job tomorrow i'd probably go monday no one's gonna answer the phone yeah, on Sunday. Say you can, <laughs> you try though i mean you're good though right. i mean who knows but yeah i mean i mean again i'm fortunate like pt is a high demand field right yeah. so i could go back to that if i really wanted to maybe yeah. i will someday you never know but like True. that's just like 
take the lead people yeah totally <laughs> well then something yeah something like this too you get so involved in the community you know like with the microgreens and yeah. the farmers markets that are in missoula and yes. all down the valley you know oh yeah there's more than i even know about like all the time on social media i'm seeing ads for this bazaar that market yeah. this fair and i'm like Ah, yeah. <laughs> which ones do I go to? Which ones are worth my time? Yeah, um, probably gonna work on like mileage right now, right? Like, man, if I get clients that way out here, like you're up by like. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the thing is, it's the beauty of, like, the rawness of our business right now is, there is no roadmap, um, because we can make it whatever we want it to. Oh, true. Yeah, um, like increase or... As far as how we provide our product. Oh, yeah. So, you know, produce, like, there's endless avenues for getting it out to people. There's just straight producer-consumer, right? Yeah, like, that's, hey, that's you really guys nice. want my green? Yeah. <laughs> you can take them. That's so nice. So, like, sell to your friends, sell to your family, coworkers, just your inner circle. Cool. Um, most of my inner circle is probably not going to support me enough to pay the bills yeah so and it also gets a little boring i do enjoy interacting with people <laughs> seeing yeah. people and all that kind of stuff especially when you get a review back right from someone you don't really know who doesn't yeah. owe you a good review and Absolutely. they're like hey like this is awesome no for sure yeah. and that's yeah i've been doing a lot of marketing lately with some restaurants up in missoula and uh like just going to some newer farmers markets oh, good. and it is cool to like taken samples and then within an hour hear back from them oh, get an email yeah. yes like when can when do you have another batch ready like we're ready to go that's huge like i've had that happen two or three times already and that's like that motivating factor that yeah. keeps it going it's like put yourself out and that's i've gotten a lot of no's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as well a lot of hard no's oh and especially in like places that you would think you know yeah. like, like uh, you know we we're talking about business right before we got in here and don't want to name names but it's like <laughs> Like that even like for me, I felt like, yeah, oh God, man, I'm surprised. Like I, th I thought they would really want this and yeah. down the road. Maybe they will. Exactly. You know? That's like, I'm not going to like, you don't want to burn that bridge because no. you never know. Like, it's like, just leave it on open terms. Maybe down the road, they will want to yeah. deal with our product. But um, yeah, so like the, the beauty of it is moving forward, how we provide our product to people is totally in our hands. So, you know, we've, we've mentioned markets and restaurants and then yeah. direct to consumer as kind of the primary ways for now. Just some things that we have in the works, hopefully before the end of the year into the new year. One thing I really want to get going is online ordering oh, yeah. or like a subscription based program. Because really I have like three or four f friends like you guys who would take that you would take this much once a week <laughs> like yeah. if i texted guys or if we lived closer you yeah, know subscription is a really good idea so um i'm working through kind of i don't have a website yet i do have instagram so i was gonna ask you like i wanted you to throw it out a few times if, yeah, you, if you can instagram so it's all lowercase <laughs> hilltop acres 22. 22 um so that's for instagram i do have facebook i don't get on facebook a lot but then that's also my gmail so if you want to shoot me an email you can shoot me an email on there as well too yeah highly recommend like it is really good <laughs> thank and, you <laughs> and like for me it the timing worked out great like because when, like, yeah. when, when we got all when we got your first uh batch i guess um to the house i was still not eating any vegetables because my system was so messed up from my crohn's yep. like i had lost a bunch of blood and i had the ulcers so like 
I was eating very mild. Yeah. And then so like the first thing I tried, I think, were the broccoli sprouts yeah. and the sunflower and like broccoli sprouts first, right? And yeah, then, broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was so good. I was putting on everything. Like, <laughs> and, like, first I was like, oh, I got to be a little gentle with this. And I, I felt it, like I could feel, um, like, a, a difference, you know, like yeah. a little bit more energy. Yep. Like, my my whole system felt better. Like, my guts, everything, you know, my, my even my brain, you know, like, clear. Yeah. I was reading about I was doing some homework today. There's a lot <laughs> of good stuff in them. Like, I, yeah. if I don't know what you put in, like, the details of your podcast, I have two really good studies that kind oh, of Oh, we can throw it in. Yeah, we, I'll shoot it your way then. Yeah. Um, but there's two really good current studies. One was like from earlier this year and I think one's from 2020. Um, but the nutrients and like the vitamins and the minerals, again, it's all the same as what's in the mature plant, but it's just way more jam packed in here. These are just so much more easy and like user friendly in my opinion to quick, like throw in a smoothie that you're blending up in the morning. And the nice, like the broccoli and the sunflower here, they're probably on the milder. Is that wind? Holy cow. I was was, like trying to, it probably is really windy out. Wow. I haven't really like, cause it was windy last night. I was just like a gust though. I'm like, is that an earthquake or no, I think it's wind. Mm. Cause I was reading, I think we could get like, yeah, I'm trying to Do listen you get now. Earthquakes here? Yeah, we yeah we we had one last year, two years ago, and it kind of sounds like that. It's almost like a like a, a shutter, and then like it like kind of resonates because I you mean it comes like a wave underground. You would you know? know better than I would. I've yeah. only experienced like one earthquake when we were in Oregon, but that was it. But it sounds like wind. Yeah, it sounds like wind too. When it comes on, like I don't think that was. But well, if it was an emergency, I feel like we would have gotten like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They uh, they'd be uh, or maybe they're just riding it out too. Yeah, who knows. I don't, because, I mean, it could have just been, like, a random gust. Yeah. Because I was super loud. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to adjust your boom real quick. Mm-hmm. Please do. Ugh. There it is. Thanks. Yeah, is that better? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more important for people to see me than for you to see me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it was just starting, like, the mic's heavy, so I think oh, it was just starting to sag. Yeah. yeah, so, like, it was, I was watching it go, like, away from your face, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't want to, but I don't, you know, don't want to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, and then you just, like, falling it down. <laughs> Like, so anyway, so <laughs> right. But no, so like these two here, the broccoli and sunflower, on the milder end of flavor. Yeah. Um. I mean, the sun. You can attest to it. The sunflower tastes like a straight sunflower seed. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So good. It's like a fresh, greeny burst up front, and then you kind of get that nutty, sweet aftertaste. Yeah, kind of creamy almost like. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good way to describe it, actually. Yeah. I love just putting a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper, and just eating that as, like, a little, like, accoutrement to oh. my dinner. Yeah, like no, that, that's, so. yeah, that's really good, like a fresh kind of side, because mm-hmm. especially, and I'm, I don't speak for all Montans, but, like, growing up here, it's, like, meat and potatoes kind of, yeah. you know? and like well, that's so how we're from kind of, like, the Amish, like, yeah. Pennsylvania Dutch area. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is, like, a nice, like, lighter addition to any yes. meal, you know? And then, like, like even on my eggs, like, yep. uh, you know, if I do an egg sandwich in the morning, I throw, like, especially, like, the sunflower, you said. Like, I can't eat yeah. sunflower seeds because Macron's just, like, man, this is great, you know, because I used to love sunflowers. So. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's the thing is, like, I feel like it's a really good alternative for a lot of like some health concerns yeah. like that and yeah people with ibs irritable bowel syndrome and there's a lot of different yep. ver- variations so like yep. this, this is a great option to be able to enjoy some more flavor yeah you know? or even people who are on certain medications like True. i know um like for individuals who have strokes that are on certain medications sometimes they can't eat certain leafy greens oh yeah um just because there's 
a oh, I thought you heard something. Like, there's a car driving down, and I was oh. like, <laughs> "What is happening?" <laughs> I don't know. Who's having a party? Right. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know that was you yeah, said a stroke with certain medication. I forget what oh. the medication is exactly. I could look it up if we really want to know, but I'm nah, sure there's multiple. There's probably multiple medications where that's the case where. You can't have certain vegetables because of a certain compound that's in a vegetable that yeah. interacts with the medication that can cause like the clotting, which is the issue in the first place. Right. Yeah. So um, that would be like that's one. Again, going back to our avenue, our road moving forward is just we're paving it for ourselves. And yeah. so I've really been trying to get in touch with some nutritionists in the area as well just because they have clients that have these needs, whether it's just simple weight loss or if it is something like they are on a medication, but they can't eat certain vegetables, but they like vegetables and they want the benefits of yeah, greens. All the nutrition. Right. And yeah. so if you're a nutritionist, <laughs> yeah. we haven't talked yet. Yeah. <laughs> email yep. me. Yeah. Yeah. Look her up. And but yeah. Instagram too. Hilltop Acres 22. Yeah. So it's more than just, not only is it the simplicity the taste um but it's also just the like the practicality with situations like like yourself yeah. or someone who has medications that might interact with like the fuller grown version of the vegetable so yeah absolutely yeah. And, and the you know the side of the container that you provide is mm-hmm. awesome because it's not something that's like you know you get like a big bag of lettuce and you're like oh man yeah. that's like more than a salad for just two people typically and yep. so We'll have it with the the meal we plan to have it with, and then it might not quite make it through, you know, like a next <laughs> another meal for it, you know. Exactly. That's and that's the other thing too is, I'm, the the older I get, yeah, <laughs> um, it's just starting to realize the importance of, like, sustainable practices yeah. and like moving forward, um, just because there's. And there's so many aspects of our life that we can do that, but I think it's easiest to just focus on one to start and then yeah, like spread out. But out, yeah. to like to your point, right, where it's like, you know, come see me at market. Like, I'll give you as much as you know you need, and then we won't waste any because if I don't sell a tray, like it goes to the chickens. Yeah. And so the chickens oh. get it, and then we yeah. get the eggs from them. And so it's just we're trying to create this like very self-sufficient like cyclical pattern that will allow us to achieve those more like sustainable goals right again going back to provide for yourself so that you can help provide for others and that kind of stuff yeah absolutely yeah like and you know like with your son having the baseline like i I meant to say that earlier we got sidetracked on something else which is what this is about you know (laughs) but uh yeah like him being able to have that like um farmer like be able to plant mm-hmm. uh well i mean being able to take care of chickens you know he's yeah. gonna have that <laughs> and he's gonna be able to grow things you yep. know so we'll have that you know like so yeah. having like a bit of a green thumb and then taking care of animals already jack of all trades yeah that's what we're going for <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a good place to be you know yeah. and, and trying to do the same thing with my daughter you know and yep. like try to so that you know you don't have to rely on you know a grocery store all the time or yeah. you know other people you know you'd be able to have that and then also, you you know, you find somebody else, you know, like that has whatever they do, friend, relationship, family, whatever. Well, mostly friend and family or relationship, I guess, because your family's probably doing the same things. Yeah. But and they have maybe something else they bring to the table that mm-hmm. complement what you can already do. And yeah. that kind of makes for a full little family, you know. 
Exactly. There. Speaking of that, uh, so last time you you were here, you said something about. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared. Wait, no. I have an important. Are you gonna forget if I interrupt you? No, I won't. Go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> Did you by chance get s'more stuff? Since the last time we were here, I was thinking about it, <laughs> and I was actually going to set up the. Uh, I, I, th- I was going to ask you about it too, like when I first got here, but I was trying to beat you here, and I didn't. Yeah. Because I was going to set up. Uh, we've got like a. It's supposed to be a pellet uh, grill. That oh was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really work on pellets, but uh, it's not like a. It's like a. Is it a it's an outdoor fireplace? Oh okay. And it's supposed to be on pellets, but it doesn't really work. But I got it, like. <laughs> all together and i just was gonna put like make a nice like brick yeah. uh, landing for it so that like tonight s'mores after the podcast and then oh i got distracted but you don't have s'mores trying to race home. uh yeah i was gonna try to avoid that yeah long story is i don't have s'mores oh, darn it <laughs> yeah okay back to you uh, last time i was yeah. here uh, yeah i was i was supposed to get him yeah maybe what time is it <laughs> i'll go right now uh but yeah, no, last time you were here, so I think you were talking autumn afterwards, I don't know if it was that night or the next day, and you said uh, something about like, you know, we should definitely do the podcast, and you had a name for it, do you remember oh, what I'm talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, do you remember? Yeah, soul food. Yeah, soul food. Yeah, and I was wondering, I got an idea of like, where my brain went with that, I wanted to see like, what like what made you think of that soul yeah. food. Yeah, well, after we like all hung out, I mean, and we've known you guys for a couple years now, yeah. and um, it's every time we hang out it's just like you guys feel more and more like family right and we don't have blood relatives here in montana which is fine and so Mm -hmm. like that again kind of really feeds into that find a community that like feeds your that we can provide for and that can provide for us it really forces us to kind of live that out when you don't have blood relatives around but yeah like every the more we hang out with you guys you know like the more you guys feel like family and I think you made the comment, you were like, man, nights like this, like I call this like soul food because it's just good for the soul and it makes yeah. your heart happy and like you're sad to leave. Like yeah. it's one of those nights where you're like, okay, it's 830. It's like, I, maybe we'll get ready to leave soon. And then like 20 more minutes goes <laughs> by and yeah. you're like, okay, maybe we'll get ready. Like let's, and then 30 more minutes goes by and it's like two hours later yeah. after you thought about leaving, but you're not even mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for. No, but that's, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then, like, along the lines of, like, you're making, like, really good food that I think is, like, also good for your soul. Yeah. You know? Yes. So. It's kind of, it's funny. Like, it's after like after you said that last time, I was like, dang, it's a bummer. I already named the company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, have, yeah. like, labels and Instagram and email already set up because yeah. Soul Food would have been a pretty cool name for, yeah. you know. I like Hilltop Bakers, though, too. Yeah, I think it probably helps people figure out what we're doing a little bit easier. Yeah, totally, <laughs> versus yeah. Versus soul food. Soul food, yeah, they might think you're... It could, that sounds like soup or yeah, like chicken pot pie. Yeah, some kind of warm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Southern cooking, too, even, you know. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I think Hilltop Bakers is a good route, but... I but think so, too. I th- yeah, I think, like you said, though, um, people don't think about that when they hang out with folks anymore, mm. as much, at least, it feels like, where yeah. it's like, when you have really good friends, like you and Brock, you know, it's like... I, I feel I feel like I energized, you know, yeah. and good conversations and also it's almost like someone who's got similar thinking, you know, like yeah. I don't want to I don't want a reflection an echo chamber no, yeah. by no means. Exactly. So like talking to you guys and you guys have different points and stuff too. So that's really nice. Yeah. But also like some simil- similarities, sure. so it's like it's really nice. I think nice, you'll find you know? that with most people in the world. I think if you're a pretty level-headed person in general that's just open to talking to people, you're going to find similarities and common ground with 
yeah. most people. You kind of have to be a jerk to not find common ground with anybody. Like yeah, we're true. all here on this earth anyways. So just find something in common with them. But yeah, you're right. Like having a, having a knit community just kind of a, allows you to like when you feel like when you have that soulful feeling, it allows you to do stuff like this, yeah. <laughs> like grow the greens, start the podcast. Yeah. Right. And it like purpose. Like I think if you purpose, exactly. Yeah. If like, if you can kind of start central first, right. Like start yeah. within yourself and then next would be like family. Yeah. And then next is friends, which, you know, essentially like our family, yeah. um, and then branching out like into your community and, um, yeah, I mean, soul food is, it's good to find people who provide that for you because yeah. it just, I don't know, makes life a little easier, I suppose. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and as a kid, I always imagine like Thanksgiving is supposed to be like that, right? Like yeah. reconnecting with people, like relatives probably haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And, and luckily growing up, my houses were always filled with like folks who didn't have places to go. So mm-hmm. like my mom or dad's friends would show up, you know, and like, so it was like a just a cool gathering yeah. of of people that are just happy to be around each other. Yeah, you know, and like to have that, you know, more than once a year, I think is yeah. important. You know, no, for sure, yeah. And compliment goes back to you guys as well. You guys are great people, and you're doing great things too. So oh, yeah, we're trying, all. but I think I think you know you kind of motivate each other, and you guys are you know about like self improvement, you know, mm-hmm. and then helping each other improve as well. You know, I mean, you guys like you know in your free time you're like strangling people in the gym and <laughs> so I mean, like that's that's a yes. tough thing to do you know like to go out and do ju- jujitsu you yeah. know like smooth transition yeah <laughs> see you're good at this thing I'm, I'm all right yeah i've been i was meaning to drop that for a while but, yeah yeah uh, but yeah, yeah yeah we're we've been brock's been doing it way longer than i have if you ever have him on he can talk oh, yeah. about it way more in detail than i can i definitely got into it because he was into it but i'm glad that i got into it um yeah. definitely kind of helps you know make you feel as a woman a little bit more independent yeah. um i'm not saying i could outpower somebody but or a stronger man but you know i at least have a better leg up than somebody who doesn't know some of the stuff that i know yeah, and i'm absolutely. by no means like a jujitsu wizard <laughs> i've been i've been doing jitsu on and off for about four years I really haven't trained much in the last year just because of being pregnant and then getting back into the gym after having babe has been it's had its challenges yeah, but, yeah. um but yeah I mean it's it it's kind of like getting on a, a bike after you haven't been on it like the skills are still there you just gotta gotta get the engine yeah, back up d- and running yeah exactly <laughs> yeah get that endurance and kind of polish everything yeah. back up a little bit and I, yeah you know you've got more experience than i do in jujitsu but mm-hmm. like a little bit of, i had like when i take a little time off it was like delayed like i'd be getting a, you know i'd be getting <laughs> yeah. put in a position of like reaction time. yeah i'd have like remember like, being on my back and just be like i know how to get out of this yeah what do i do here and like it was too late i was i was already getting like moved on you know and i was yeah. like oh that's what i'm supposed to do Nah, jitsu jitsu is a beautiful sport it really is and yeah. it's um i guess it's kind of i've been probably just kind of beating a dead horse with this message but it's one of those sports where like when you're there training and if you're training seriously like i feel like you would probably and take the time to reflect on it you would get this feeling but it it really kind of makes you come face to face with how hard you're willing to work for something because it's not one of those activities where just because you show up 
it's going to happen. Like you yeah. have to put the mental, physical and emotional energy into getting better or else it's not going to happen. So yeah. yeah. Super humbling too. Cause like, if you don't like go out there and get humbled on the mat, like yeah. you, you're not going to get better for sure. You yeah. know? And like, it really kind of like, like makes you realize again, how infinitely, not that you people need to feel this way, but just how small you are yeah. <laughs> like in this world. Right. And yeah. like, how you might think you're good, but then like you could have a good role and be like, Oh, I'm awesome. I did fantastic. I'm going to belt soon. Yeah. And then the literal next role, you feel like <laughs> the complete opposite of that. Well, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no. my cardio sucks. Like, you know, my back was against the wall the whole time. And that's the beauty of it. It makes you realize that like, and so I guess to kind of bring it full circle, it's a good sport to reflect life. Right. So yeah. it's like life is the same way. You yeah, know, ups, and, ups and downs. You yeah. know, I could have a good day going out marketing and, you know, I get three yeses. But then for two weeks, I get 17 no's. Yeah. You know, it's the same way. You know, you just got to keep showing up day after day and absolutely and trying. Yeah. Yeah. And, re yeah, and reminding yourself it takes time. You know, like that's that's what I've noticed. Even like people I know or just hearing people talk about like businesses and like small business is especially when you don't really have like you're totally brand new to it you don't have like any avenues or hookups yeah. it's like i always like for some reason i was always like rule of threes for my like when i was going for something like yeah. it's gonna take me three years probably to get you know whatever i'm trying to get like this you know like be three years before maybe this thing's like really mm -hmm. starting to starting to take off and and starting to you know build a following traction. or something yeah traction mm -hmm. and and maybe starting to make some income for me so yeah um yeah, having that patience because I know it's so easy. Like I think people get like six months in, and up until six months, maybe you're you're seeing like some good leaps and going somewhere, and then it stalls. Yeah, with jitsu. Yeah, 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 or just like anything, any, you know. Yeah, <laughs> any endeavor. Yeah, any endeavor. Yeah, it just like stalls out, and and like you're gonna have plateaus, and then be able to like sure. stay on task and and uh, get through that plateau. I think is like what yeah. separates people who are successful and unsuccessful. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I th every like every like school. Or, like, the way jiu-jitsu <laughs> kind of works is, like, there's kind of, like, these people who are, like, the cream of the crop who are, like, in charge. That's just, like, the easiest way to put it, right? And yeah. so, like, they've kind of, like, developed their, their school of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And then you have, like, this lineage of people who have trained under them. And under all these lineages, the way you progress um, and how your progress is ranked varies oh. um it's not like the same scorecard in every single school or lineage oh, yeah. and so it it kind of makes it hard to compare from school to school sometimes because sometimes it almost is um like time in the game too yeah. like how much skin do you have in the game yeah right and again that's not always the answer either like just because you do jitsu for 10 years doesn't mean you deserve your black belt again True. like if you're like showing up but not really trying or trying to like help other people who are behind you yeah then are you really deserving of getting to that next level if you're not helping progress the sport yeah. in the way that it should be yeah, yeah. that's so. different you know because that's like different i mean i think a lot of people like to give back to their sports but mm -hmm. Yeah, and jitsu, it seems uh, different. You know, like you said, like there's so many new folks that are trying to come in and be able to mentor them. Yeah. And was it 
some, there's something about teaching, right? The best way to learn something is to teach yeah. it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. So that's a big part of it, too. And Yeah. I Like, I, again, I am by no means a master. I Like, I've competed maybe twice, and I definitely only podiumed because there was three of us in the division, and like <laughs> I got last place. It's like my wrestling career was the same. <laughs> but, like... Um, like I coached the women's class at the school that I had trained at here for a little bit. And like, I definitely felt like I got better while I was coaching. I'm better. Well, you're probably like thinking about a little bit more, right? Like taking time to kind of examine things more. And I think that comes with my past too, right? Like, so like I got into PT because I was a personal trainer, like fitness coach before that and so that's always kind of been ingrained some people have and I'm not trying to like do this whole thing but that just it's in my blood to like want to like teach people and help people learn no and so you know like that fed into my physical therapy career which then kind of branched into helping people women learn jujitsu and so I don't think it's a pat on the back I think it's just like neurologically some people are just wired to teach and they're better at it yeah. and uh, you know obviously you s- you're pretty good at it because you knew <laughs> it for a while you know and like yeah. um so i don't think it's a pat in the back it's just a gift you have and you're you know or something that you really like and you're, you got for good sure at, you know? i wish more women would do jujitsu it's a lot of fun Me it's too. very empowering and i've never been one to be like go women like yeah, all yeah, the time yeah. like obviously like i think that because i am a woman yeah, i think women team, team woman <laughs> right like, women yeah. should like you know try and make themselves as like independent as possible absolutely um and you know thank god like brock introduced me to the sport like i cannot imagine like i just can't even imagine who i would be without it it really teaches discipline um but yeah it's super empowering and i think a lot of women need that in life right now absolutely um and it's fun you know, you yeah. it's a good workout. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good and cardio workout. And, and like you're saying, too, like, you know, um, typically, you know, men just with testosterone and bone density and muscle structure are stronger, you know, and way mm-hmm. more. But, like, if you do jujitsu, like, you have that superpower, you know, like, I think Jocko and Rogan, somebody always, like, calls it a superpower. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's true because when I was uh, just getting into it here at Sakura in town, yeah. um, one of the fellow's kids who passed away, blanking on his name right now but uh he uh i weighed him probably like 20 30 pounds and i mean he was just like strangling me like at will and no problem and like it felt (laughs) like he was overpowering me but he just had way better technique yeah it's a physics thing yeah totally (laughs) like and i'm just meatheading my way through and like with my wrestling background i'm just exposing my neck left and right yeah and that's the other thing too it's like yeah like it's a sport so obviously it's physical but it's just as much mental as it is physical because Again, if you get in, like, within a role... Um, Ty, that was his name, sorry. It just came to me. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Like, within a role, like, you again, you could have that feeling of my back's against the wall. But if you have the ability to pause mentally, take a breath, find your breath. Yeah. That's, like, the most important thing. Um, uh-oh. I oh got no. a text message. Yeah. Oh Let's no. see what it's about. Make sure it's not an emergency. Yeah. He's done. <laughs> oh, checked in? Checked out, I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know what you want to do. Maybe we'll finish this thought, and then if we want to pause, go and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. We, we can yeah, come we, back out. Yeah, we can definitely pause it. Um. So, yeah, like, if you're within a certain role, like, if you're in a role, you feel like you got your back against the wall, find your breath, Um. 
recollect yourself mentally and then make a game plan. Yeah. Right. And again, you know, that relates to life as well. But I think being able to work through that when you're being like physically challenged as well just makes your mind like that much stronger. Yeah. Um, and if you can, if you, you don't have to be successful with that feat all the time. Yeah. Um, but again, like, you know, it takes how many hours to perfect something, right? Yeah. <laughs> like there's a Macklemore <laughs> song about it. And that's yeah. how I know it's like 10,000 hours. Yeah. I think. yeah 10,000 yeah. hours. That's the, that's the golden rule, I guess. Yeah. But like, so yeah, just being able to, you know, collect your thoughts, find your breath. And that's what maybe would be a good spot to kind of pick up if we come back out and yeah, chat yeah. a little bit more. Is, Absolutely. Um, we were at a seminar one time and we learned a really, really awesome kind of pointer about breathing oh. with um, sp- like any physical um, exertion. Yeah. And I would love to share that because I think more people need to know it. Yeah, especially <laughs> me. Like I, you, I'm a little claustrophobic and I can, I don't know, I feel like I get like athletic and asthma it's like oh yeah yeah it's probably more me but it's just like i'll be in really good shape and sometimes it's just like not quite as good yeah but yeah we'll pause there um yeah good place pause yeah it makes it way easier to what the heck does that do so the the mic on the (laughs) camera and the mic here will pick up that like quick yeah and it gives me that like big spike on both so then i just line them up when it goes to editing (laughs) it makes it way easier because yeah that's a good idea and See, that's like you know more than you think you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of YouTube hours figuring this out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the old school movies, you know, you got like the yeah, click, yeah. you know. So yep. I think that's kind of what they were doing back then. It's funny. But So we, we left off on jujitsu. And yes. uh, by the way, nice work, Mom. I mean, <laughs> just need a little mommy time. And he was, he was yes, good. Yes, mom power is real. It really is. Like for, <laughs> I mean, people who have kids definitely know. But for folks who don't, like it's, it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. until you actually see like. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm doing everything for my daughter that that Autumn's about to do, and then Autumn does the same things and <laughs> works. <laughs> like, ah. like what the heck? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that's a whole another dynamic. Yeah, totally. That's what I was telling Brock the other day. I was like, you know, like I understand. Like right now, at this point in his life, like Babe just needs me more than he needs you. Like by the t- like when he's six, he's gonna want Dad more than he wants Mom. Yeah, because <laughs> Dad's gonna roughhouse with him. True. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will. Yeah, I will, buddy. You'll be able I to. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you'll be able to. Especially, the, you, you know, the jitsu background, oh, yeah. jujitsu. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. him a gi when he turns one, I think. Oh, that's good. Ooh. Baby gis are the cutest. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. I might steal that. Steal that. Yeah, because yeah, I'm definitely, especially like, like you said, just like being empowering for like, especially a female, you know, mm-hmm. like it, I think it's, it's huge. You well, know? one thing like Brock and I, as we've like kind of gotten into this world of parenting, um, teaching kids like from the get-go to like find like power to do stuff within themselves yeah is and not like rely on other people for everything all the time i mean obviously when you're a kid you need help from the outside world it's not like sink or swim buddy good luck yeah um we'll see you tomorrow right (laughs) like i'm gonna give you the basic things that you need and probably more because i love you to death but yeah like you still need to have those um, experiences in life as a child to kind of learn self-reliance. Yeah, totally. um, I think it makes you a much better adult. Yeah, <laughs> later good down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, if you see, like, a, you know, in your twenties, mm. especially like going to college, when like 
you know, some of the kids didn't have that separation from their folks and yeah. they get real homesick and some of them don't even like make it away to college for yeah. a semester and they end up moving back home and yeah. it's kind of, you know, kind of sad. Yeah. Even in Boy, oh, yeah. Yeah, in Boy Scouts when I was in junior high, maybe before that, you know, we went to like a two week camp in Northern Wisconsin mm-hmm. and there were some kids that were having a hard time and, and they were thinking about adjusting it to a week maybe because like they were <laughs> right for a few days and then they started falling apart towards the end of the oh first gosh. week and then, yeah. And times are different. Yeah, <laughs> they I really know. are. Yeah, but it's that's weird. Life huh? it happens. Yeah, totally. Our parents said the same thing about you yeah. know us and so on and so forth. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that's gonna be the thing. Everyone's always thinks that their generation is t- tougher and the next generation <laughs> softer. You know, and yeah. I think it's just different. You know, like they're gonna have different challenges than yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. The way of life is not the same now as it was when our parents were. Yeah. You know, our age or even younger when they were kids. Yeah. So, I don't know. Parenting's fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it totally <laughs> is. Yeah. And just like the day, day responsibilities are different for everybody. Like, I, you know, we were talking about like milk earlier and, mm. and uh, dairies. And on the one side of my family, we had dairy farmers. And um, I think this happened to my uncle on that side, but died of some kind of respiratory disease, I'm pretty sure. And it was a lot of times in the like milking parlor, they go down and throw hay and stuff. And it'd just be like a cloud of dust. And, mm-hmm. you know, like. There's something, some kind of disease. I remember hearing about that, like, gets you from, from being in that, like, you know, every day, you yeah. know, and, like, not in a good, clean air environment, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Well, speaking of breathing and respiratory, mm-hmm. <laughs> right before we took a break, I was talking about, you know, like, oh, yeah. when you're, like, oh. in the midst of, like, yeah. a hard time, whether it's in jujitsu or in life. I mean, there's a, there's a really good book. It's called Breath. I forget the author's name again. I can get you the details and you can kind of put it yeah. in the um, details of the podcast. Yeah, yeah resource it. But uh, the, in the book, like they kind of go through, there's like a uh, anecdotal side where the author goes through some experimentation of um, breathing through only his mouth. So he literally like plugs his nose, tapes his nose over. So everything is mouth. And then oh. he does the same exact experiment being able to breathe through his nose as well and the impacts that being a mouth breather has on your health is crazy like bad (laughs) like it just makes like your heart rate skyrocket your respiratory rate goes through the roof like you grow cavities more easily because like bacteria like your mouth is drier and i guess it just i don't know again i'm not a scientist but no (laughs) read the book yeah (laughs) um but anyways, in this book, after the anecdotal part where he's, like, doing the experiment, he goes through some tried-and-true breathing techniques that um, have been used throughout history and ancient history and ancient civilizations to help with healing, oh. like, physical healing. Not just meditation breathing, but causing actual physical changes within your body. And so, um, yeah, I'll get you the name of that book. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to read it myself. And, yeah. You know, I've heard, like, um, I think it's Wim Hof talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the the power of breathing. And yeah. I th- and, like, I mean, all just the amazing stuff he's done. But I think he was talking about someone to go off in a cave. This this guru went off in the cave for however many years and was able to, um, when they studied him, because it must have been recent times, because I think they used, um, like, a, um, like, an infrared gun that mm-hmm. shows uh, temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can use it in your forehead yeah. and stuff. And he was able to like pool blood in his hand somehow, somehow like a higher temperature, and then like 
cool off another piece of his That's limb. Crazy. And I'm I'm probably butchering this too. This is just secondhand from. I like mean, a, it probably a is podcast. a thing because there's like a lot of that like visualization and yeah. being able to control certain aspects like of your like bio like physiology like happenings like yeah. visu- visualization is a very powerful tool yeah <laughs> just yeah. like breathing is um but this totally. this breathing thing i was gonna tell you about um we learned this at a jujitsu seminar and it, i think it applies to really any sport um or any panicky situation in life when you find yourself kind of getting way too amped up so think about your breathing state as a gear in a car this car has five gears so gear number one and I'll kind of talk about the way that you're breathing as if it's forced or natural so forced meaning you're not just relying on your diaphragm you're using your like accessory breathing muscles like up in your neck and your shoulders to like help get more air into your body right so just like as you exercise more that's when you start to see that because your body is demanding more oxygen and energy oh yeah so gear one is going to be completely all nose natural so just how you and i how you're breathing right now just through your nose in calm out calm you're not thinking about it though you're not forcing the air out gear two also all nose but it's going to be forced in and then a nice controlled out and then three with feels nice, huh? I, yeah, <laughs> three um, is again all nose, but it's forced in and out. So, right? oh, a little more rapid. A little more rapid, yeah. And just uh, I guess for people to visualize this, imagine like how your breathing increases when you're exercising. Like yeah. if you're like a runner on a treadmill, or even if you're lifting weights, um, whatever it is. If as your heart rate increases, your heart rate and breathing rate are very interrelated so um you know you just breathe harder (laughs) the harder you're working so that was gear three we're still at all nose and uh everything's forced in and out gear four we start to get the mouth involved so now you're inhaling forcefully through your mouth and then you are controlling out naturally through the nose Mm. so again by the purpose of that gear is to, like I noted just a couple seconds ago, the your breath rate and your heart rate are very connected neurologically. And so that controlled exhale with the nose is important because that can kind of help keep that heart rate down just oh, a gotcha. little bit. Yeah. Especially once you get into gear five, which is forced mouth and for in and out. So. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> right like yeah. really laboring breathing so yeah. when you the the purpose of going through those gears is like let's say we've been we just like sprinted okay and maybe i'm doing like repeats or something and i have to sprint again in 20 seconds yeah. right like i don't want to be going into my next sprint at <sighs> right like because yeah. my heart rate now is already elevated like i didn't control my heart rate at all so i need to get my heart rate and my breathing back down so i'm i'm at gear five I need to get to gear four. Okay. So in my head, okay, now I need to get my nose involved. I'm. Oh man. Okay. I'm, I feel good at gear four. Let's get down to three. 
and then you just continue to kind of work your way way back down back down how long and you can kind of get that if you've been practicing can you get that under under wraps and back to gear one i guess in 20 seconds do you think that's enough time? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do repeats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sprint. Well, I'm just period. curious because, yeah, like I wish I had you in college because, uh, yeah. or knew you in college bec- or had that information, I guess, either way. Um, because during college uh, track, we were doing repeats and like 400 repeats was a lot of the conditioning for yeah. sprinters. And I remember that's the uh, close I've been passing out was <laughs> after like, I think it was back to back, like two or three. And, and like you said, not getting back. Like still doing the force mountain like in gear five, yeah, and getting ready to <laughs> to go ramp up another four hundred, yeah, and you know just trying to gut it out and and uh, you know do my best yeah. and went through it and afterwards I mean I was like lightheaded I was like leaning most of my body weight on the fence and you know you're not supposed to bend over because you want to like open yeah. up your chest and lungs <laughs> yeah. and I was dying and I yep. almost had to sit it out and then I was able to get it under control and but it was like it was a weird feeling you yeah. know because I I was getting lightheaded real oh, bad yeah no for sure and like when you think about like athletic performance and output right it's like obviously people want their output to be the best um or like just better compared to even themselves and so any tool you can have to help improve that is gonna be a good one so totally that is probably i've gone to a lot of seminars continuing education just because of the nature of my career that is probably single-handedly top three if not the top piece of advice I've ever learned like at any seminar ever just because it not only applies to sport but it applies to life as well like if you know people who get physically worked up like over just life and they start to breathe more heavily um that's a great tool to have to kind of bring yourself back down so that you can think a little more clearly and and make better choices and decisions. Yeah. yeah, probably. And, you know, it helps, helps probably get your brain back down to, yeah. you know, calm thinking. One thing in that breath book that they talk about is how the respiratory rate for humans right now is, like, ridiculously high. So I think, like... Just, like, baseline for... Yeah. So yeah. I think... I don't know what the exact number is. I know when I was in school, I think I learned, like, a normal respiratory rate is anywhere between, like, 15 and 20 breaths per minute. Okay, yeah, this so. book advocates for, like, they're saying five to seven breaths per minute Holy should be the normal, because one of the one of the um, five to seven a minute, sixty seconds. So yeah, I mean that's like a few seconds in between breaths, <laughs> right? And, and that's one of the methods and techniques that they teach you about in that book is like, you know kind of when people use breathing as a meditation tool they kind of do the five seconds in hold for five seconds five oh, seconds yeah. out so if you're using that as your regular breathing pattern you would fit well within that range yeah it's like six breaths you're doing like a 10 second span yeah know? it's the like, numbers in that book i don't know them um off the yeah. top of my head but it's crazy how little potential like we actually like our diaphragm has so much potential but because of our our posture, our daily posture. Yeah, like sucks <laughs> right now. I'm thinking about it all the time. Right. Because of our daily posture and just like becoming no like mouth breathers yeah. instead of nose breathers, we don't utilize our diaphragm to its fullest capacity. And that's kind of why breathing has gotten the way it has and why chronic disease has kind of popped up in society as much as it ha- not the only reason but yeah but one of them contributing factor for sure yeah exactly yeah. it's like and 
they go into detail in the book again, just like how in ancient civilizations, like they used breath to help heal these physical ailments. And so, yeah, especially because like stress causes ailments, right? Like, yeah, they've linked cancer to stress, um, and other, I think, like Alzheimer's, like, oh, yeah, like of uh, just which well, stress, like oxidative, especially. <laughs> it's funny that you bring this up because I have this in my notes. <laughs> I was just going to say, I guess I have notes on it too. My greens will help you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was researching too. Because they have antioxidants in them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I, like some of the research I did, like 40% more than like we were talking yes. about having the mature plant versus the microgreen. And the microgreen has 40% more. Yes. Like yep. up to, I guess. Yeah, those, I, I have those studies. I'll send them yeah. to you so you can link them. In. But yeah, yeah. like antioxidants like they help address that oxidative stress because like through like the biochemistry that happens in your body that's like what it is like it's just all yeah. that Free oxidative yes exactly yeah. all that build up in your body just kind of messes with the homeostasis yeah. of your body and so <laughs> your body then just isn't able to perform to the level that you need it to and yeah. it's that again i this book like you gotta I hate check to it out hate to keep coming back to it but it's such a great book because there's a part in there and i forget all the details of course <laughs> i need to read it again but he talks about um how there's like this school of thought and the school of thought for so long is that oxygen is like what you need like that's why you need to breathe more however yeah. There's benefit to having some of that like carbon dioxide in your body a little bit longer oh. by making the exhale take longer as opposed to trying to like <sighs> breathe it out right away. Yeah. So he goes into detail in that a little bit more, but um, it kind of plays into that whole idea of balancing out that homeostasis yeah. within the body. I haven't breathing. thought about that because like you said, a lot of the meditations and things are about holding a breath for a minute, mm -hmm. you know, not like a full minute, but like for, you know, a, a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, like, and not just like you said, in and out. Yeah. Wow. And the body's freaking wild. It is. There's so much <laughs> to it. And what's crazy is all the technology and how long we've been humans on this earth. Like, it feels yeah. like we've forgotten a good chunk of it, and then we still don't know a good chunk of it. You know? We've like, almost, like, made it too complicated yeah. sometimes. Like, I think, oh my gosh, I hate how cyclical conversations <laughs> can be sometimes, but, like, being introspective and like yeah. intuitive like just listening to your body like your body knows what it needs and if you give it the space to like for it to tell you and you have to learn how to listen yeah to your body yeah and because not everybody not everybody's body is going to communicate things the same way yeah right it's like if if that homeostasis is off whether it's like a oxygen level thing or if it's a hormonal thing like those messages come through differently and yeah. so i think it's not only important to like listen to your body and like pick up on those things but also have like a medical provider that you know you trust in and you can talk to about that kind of stuff um yeah. just to kind of get to the bottom of it and yeah, absolutely. And yeah. maybe not like totally go with medications and, and it could be part of it, but like yeah. maybe something else, you know, that greens, greens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Take a natural route first, you know, and then, yeah. you know, try to see what else you can do if absolutely. it's not working. Um, yeah. yeah. And like you said, being cognizant of your body and listening to it, my, uh, the deep tissue, deep tissue massage therapist that me and Autumn go to see Amy Price. She's, uh -huh. she's awesome. I just saw her. Did you? Yeah. yeah. She's great, huh? <laughs> she was telling me about her one gray hair. You know, she's a little... <laughs> You know, I don't want to give away her age, but um, 
she uh she's in that in that ballpark where people start graying out a little bit you yeah. know and, and and like you know me too like yeah. i've noticed it was some people i know and some friends or losing hair and some of them wondering like is that stress related and then talking to her she said like she had one gray hair pop up and then she's like super stressed about something and then she like plucked it and then she's like you know what i'm not gonna get like she's never she said she'd never been that stressed out in her life and she's like i'm never gonna i'm not gonna let that get to me you know like i'm yeah. never gonna make my let myself get that far gone and like yeah, yeah no more gray hair she said there like, you go. it's amazing Perfect. right and that's under your control as a, as a person you know yeah. like to recognize that and then make the whatever change you have to like she, yeah. she did you know exactly 100 percent. yeah it's all about coming back to yourself first and then which sounds selfish it does but i think there's a there's a humble way to go about you know making yourself first because yeah. like if you're not it's not like you have to be 100 percent all the time but um, I don't think there's probably very few people in this world who can <laughs> operate that level. <laughs> operate at a hundred percent. Okay, all the time. But you know, just you can't serve the people you love. That's what I was gonna say. That's like a big point in like all the leadership books and trainings that we take is like mm-hmm. you can't help your the people you're leading if you're yeah. messed up. You yeah, know? Absolutely. So. Oh, what are you gonna? Do? No, I was just making sure. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> He's been sleeping for twenty minutes, so that's good. That's really good. Yeah. How so long did you go off for? I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, that was it for the night. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. He looked tired. He did. We came in, I was like, oh, no, buddy. <laughs> the clothes were off, down to the diaper. Yeah. I was like, eyes are red. Yeah. Like, You're ready, buddy. You're done for the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see it. I, I didn't know if we were going to finish this podcast, because yeah. I was like, I, I get it, you know? Like, no. He's, I knew he was going to be Yeah, okay. the mommy magic worked. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> you know, like like we said earlier. Um, But yeah, I was going to say something about uh, broccoli sprouts, and... Just like, and I knew they were, they were good for you because I heard, I think it was Don, Dr. Rhonda Patrick mm, yeah. on Rogan talking mm-hmm. about how broccoli sprouts and blueberries have, um, I actually found it out today. I knew it was some kind of enzyme or something. It was a uh, sulfur, sulforaphane or something like that. God, I, I knew I'd Could mess be. it up. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I already and told the people I'm not a biochemist yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to touch on that too, though, is that like, yeah. You don't have to be right to start something like no. this. You know, you just have to have a passion for it. And yeah. I think that gets caught up in, in kind of modern age is that like you always feel like there's someone else higher than you kind of staring down. Like you yeah. don't you don't belong here because you didn't put in like the education, but like you don't yeah. have to for everything. You I know? think to that point of like you don't have to be the best at everything when you start right away. Like, yeah, because no th- one is. No, being a lifelong learner, Jeez. I think, makes life more enjoyable. Like you don't just stop trying to learn how to do something and like, sure. Like do, do I want to be the best microgreen grower there is? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Like, and what is the best? Like, what is the best microgreen grower? Um, I don't even know. Nobody knows. Like, but the best I know. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. But like learning should never stop. And that's kind of in, I mean, I didn't really do a whole lot of prep for, like our conversation i just wrote down like things that like words that i (laughs) didn't want to like forget and all that kind of stuff but um like i'll continue to learn through this journey of growing this business and you know i'll learn how to make i mean my like germination rate meaning the percentage of seeds that actually produce like a this (laughs) this yeah. <laughs> something green yeah um a plant you know how do you improve your germination rate um how do you improve 
Um, germination rate means like bigger yield, right? More plants. Uh, yeah, essentially, kind yeah. Of, it's yeah. like long, so. Short, no, no, short you're, answer for yeah. No, you're right. It's basically because like when I so like the process, I guess I can talk a little bit about the actual process of growing these. Yeah, it is really easy. (laughs) I'm just not going to lie. It's super easy, but you should still come get them from me. Yeah. Um, Well, you kind of save that middleman process, right? You know, like I don't have to like worry about you have to check on them every day and like you gotta go get the soil and all that kind of stuff yeah um and probably bomb a few times you know on your way doing it where you have five years under your belt already yeah experience exactly um so not everyone's a green thumb either you know yeah and that is there's something to it i mean someone's like musician like i've noticed you know like um my my younger brother-in-law is like a green thumb like he's really good Mm -hmm. at like gardening growing things and and I'm I'm okay, but I notice that there's something else. Whatever it is, he's like in tune with. Yeah. And and he can do a better job at it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Oh yeah, we don't want the GoPro to overheat. Yeah. But yeah, just like a little bit of. But you're right that so uh, the germination rate is essentially the number of seeds that I put on the tray that turn into a plant. So it's oh, like the you. success rate of of the number of seeds that grow. Yeah. Um, and it's usually pretty pretty high i mean this is a pretty controlled environment that they grow in so i guess i'll talk a little bit about the environment that they grow in and then i can talk about just the general process of growing them yeah absolutely so the environment ideally micros and really any plant i would suppose um kind of that like 65 to 75 degree fahrenheit range is ideal um different varieties like different things um so like in (laughs) my grow room is (laughs) like super ghetto (laughs) it's very clean but it's really ghetto um it's down in our basement work in progress you (laughs) know it's down in our basement and i have like two restaurant style storage like metal racks and like one rack has um grow lights on each shelf and then the other rack is what i use for germination and um blackout period or um just like storage for containers and trays and that kind of stuff so yeah you got a controlled clean environment yeah that's yeah we got like rubber matting on the floor like to make so that way we don't get water everywhere and (laughs) but the ghetto part is like when you first come down our steps because we have a little alcove to the right hand side and that's where all the grow stuff is but we have like a plastic sheet <laughs> hanging there to like, D- divider, like help like contain like the heat and everything yeah. and just maintain the um temperature and humidity um but yeah so um we got the two racks the one has the lights the one's the germination rack and then um the, the tarp yeah. <laughs> and so temperature 65 to 75 humidity really nothing more than 50 that's really, oh, really? the cutoff 50 percent is um if you have, if your grow environment has fluctuations in the temperature, which we do in ours, and I kind of like it, um, it, there's a couple perks with some things to that, like taking shells off of the sunflower. That, like, when it cools down, it kind of the um, the shells get stay a little wet, uh-huh. and so when day like seven you would like kind of rake your hand all over them so that the seeds go popping off and flying off oh yeah and so having just that little bit of like moisture there helps um because if the seeds dry out (laughs) they like get really tight and and then they stay on the um on the greens and then it's like i'm sitting there picking them all off (laughs) 
Yeah, that slows down the, the, yeah. pr- the progress. Right, yeah. So um, less than 50% humidity is ideal. And for us, um, we don't even use a dehumidifier. A simple fan, like a small fan, just to like move the air around is oh. enough to help break up the density of any moisture that's oh, nice. kind of hanging around. Keeping those air molecule, molecules shuffling yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And we do that too um, when if there's like a certain variety that's going to be like harvested. So like... Usually I harvest in the like mid morning. It just works out well that way. Um, like for these, when they get you know a little bit taller, closer to their harvest date, that morning I'd go turn the lights on and then I would put a fan on them so that they're really nice and dry because yeah. I don't want to container them when there's moisture. Um, yeah, and all that good stuff. So yeah, totally. And I think just those those things that you're figuring out as you go and you only figure out by doing. Yeah, is is stuff that like say me. You know, if I was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna grow my own. Then, like, I got that learning curve to figure mm-hmm. out where it's like you're going to just keep getting the best product because you have this system figured yeah. out and yep. what works best. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that's the, a little bit about the environment that they grow in. Um, some people, like some grows that are huge industrial, um, they'll have full, like, central air systems with, like, commercial-grade dehumidifiers. Oh, or geez. They'll have little fans, like, on each shelf, which is, like, super cool. But, again, it, like, it depends where you're growing. We're yeah. lucky here. The general humidity is not high in Montana. No. So that helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> not having to battle any of that. Yeah. So. I could imagine, like, being down south or Midwest or somewhere yeah, it's more. Even, yeah, back east on the east coast. Oh, yeah, So true. humid all the yeah. time. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, probably the whole whole area from uh, Maine to Florida probably is yeah. a little more humid, huh? Oh, yeah. Huh, never even thought about that. Yeah. So um, growing, again, really simple. I mean, I just, these are not my typical trays. Um, th- these are just single trays right now. My typical tray sets are, it's a set of two trays. The bottom tray is solid. Oh. I mean, like there's no holes in it or anything. Oh, gotcha. The top tray does have a few holes in it to allow for like drainage of water so that um water doesn't like sit and um mildewy yes thank you like it doesn't uh, rot the roots and all that kind of stuff um so those are nice because then you can just like lift the top tray water from the bottom which again is another little easy um, way to like keep the crop nice and fresh oh, and yeah. dry closer to harvest date Dang. um and then so I put my tray sets together fill them with soil um we don't really use anything special we just get from a local place up in arley it's really just like good soil it's like 80 percent organic material with like some like perlite and vermiculite i think i'm i think i say those right um which yeah. They basically just help with water retention, but also drainage oh, really? within the soil. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that's just the they're, basic soil. Yeah, and the organic matter probably feeds the plant, right? Yep. And, yep. Yeah. So um, that's we put the soil in. You have to press it down uh, once it's in the trays. And not like super tight, but you want it to be tight enough that the roots have something to kind of get into and and hold on to oh so it's just like kind of loose dirt it's not enough if, for them to yeah grab, if huh? i w- yeah exactly if it were just like very loose dirt the the seeds wouldn't really have anything to like take hold of because think about oh. like when you plant seeds like if you were to plant like in your garden out here right yeah. like you kind of dig a little hole put the hmm. seed in cover it with dirt yeah pack a little bit exactly so yeah. we're just kind of like expediting the process of reaping the rewards yeah. <laughs> with the planting so we actually don't even you don't 
typically cover the seeds when you grow microgreens. So once I set the dirt, I have a little um, like shaker. Um, think like seasoning shaker. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. literally what it is. Oh, cool. Um, that has like little circle holes in the top. Mm-hmm. And I put my seeds in there and then just evenly shake them onto the trays. Yeah. And then they get a nice like dousing of water. And then for germination period, you have to um, kind of going back to what we just talked about, where if we were going to grow in the garden out here, we would cover it with dirt. Right. And yeah. you'd have that pressure mm-hmm. because think like bones, right? Like bones grow by like having forces placed upon them oh yeah yeah Yeah, like uh you know keep osteoporosis way right by lifting heavy things exactly um and so it's kind of the same thing with seeds like they need something to push against in order to grow and so when we when we um once we seed things and water them the trays all get stacked on top of each other and then they just sit for three anywhere from three to five days yeah just depending on summer seven just depends on the variety yeah what you're growing and stuff yep yeah what uh like that first one had to be a little like nerve-wracking but like i'd be going on like every you know <laughs> especially in that by that second or third day i'd be like it's really hard <laughs> like so like all of all because i had never grown on like a large scale and this yeah. is not <laughs> scale by any means whatsoever but large for you larger than for brock and i yeah right so um because like this is like how much we would grow at a time yeah right and so um yeah that like all of august i practiced like growing multiple trays at a time so that i knew okay how much water do you really need during germination yeah. am i watering you too much because that impacts the germination rate as well so yeah, it's there's a lot of little. It little it tr- seems easy, but it's like until you know all those little kind of nuances. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you're kind of underplaying it. You're <laughs> underselling a little bit. I mean, like it's you know like the the process sounds more complicated than you're selling it to be for sure. And well, then like just the uh, the learning curve, like you yeah. said, like I mean, you were putting a lot of time in this before you yeah. like were ready for the market. No, for you know? sure. Yeah. So once they go into germination, you stack them, weight them. Um, so we like the trays themselves on top of each other is typically not enough weight. So what you do is you take like a 10 to 15 pound, like paper stone or just something of that equivalent weight. That's pretty evenly, um, distributed. Like weight wise, right? The Mm -hmm. weight's distributed. evenly. Yep. And then you just put that, like you would put another tray on the very top tray so that you're not touching the top seeds. And then you just put that right on top and let that sit for the total germination period that you need. Oh, don't you. look at them. Don't touch them. Don't water don't them. There are some varieties where you might need to check on them every once in a while, but yeah. it's better to just leave them alone because even if you don't get a great germination rate right away, if you water them and get them under some light, you can also you can get a little bit of growth from that as well too. Kind of save it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yep. See that that's yeah. See that, that knowledge there, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you can, you can tell everybody about it, but until you've actually lived it, I mean, yeah. you don't know, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so once germination's done, um, you unstack all your trays, some of the varieties. So in particular sunflower. So, um, this tray here has been in a blackout period. Mm. So not only has it gone through three full days of total darkness and being weighted, but it's total fourth day. I took a tray, same size, flipped it upside down. So it was no weight 
just darkness and what that does is it kind of like tricks the plant into trying to grow upward toward light so you get a taller um height on your greens yeah and i'm probably more like robust Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like i I knew that word would come out sometimes like more robust stem i I imagine right (laughs) yeah longer stem more stem there all that good stuff so um there's a couple other varieties. I do that with um, basil. You do that with leek, which I just brought you guys today. Oh, leek ooh, is so I'm good. Yeah, it's French onion soup season, so oh, if you yeah. want some leek to go with that, hey. let me know. Yeah, check, check out Ali. Hilltop Acres <laughs> It's really 22. good. Yeah. Like, um, man, and that's another thing, like you said, like soup and, and, um, and just like hot food season, you know, like all the stuff would go great with yeah. it, you know? Yeah, because like this, we're getting into the season where it's like, those like very starchy, dense, heavy foods that yeah. let, like we both kind of grew up eating. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my family, like, love you, my family, <laughs> love you guys, but like when we definitely didn't eat as many greens as I probably should have growing yeah. up. Same, yeah. That's for sure. But um, yeah, so once everything's kind of done with its like germination or blackout period, then it's just time under the lights. Every grower is different, and it really depends on the temperature that you're using, yeah. which that dictates how much time per day it spends under lights. I keep it simple. I just do like 12 hours a day under the light because that's just easy for me. I'm at, yeah. I'm always up by eight o'clock in the morning, so the lights go on at eight, and we usually go to bed by eight thirty nine o'clock these days. <laughs> <a> great shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And so then the lights go off um, at nine o'clock. Super simple. Yeah. So simple. Um, and, you know, again, sometimes if I need a little more grow because the things need to be harvested the next day, I'll keep them out under the lights for maybe an extra like two hours that night yeah. um, or turn them on a little early the next morning. And then harvesting, super simple. I just have a um, like a produce harvesting knife. Um, it's just a very flat blade that's very sharp and um basically all i do is just kind of take a bunch take my knife get as close to the root as i can without hitting the dirt and then pull it up dirt in the container no big deal yeah. right? <laughs> we, oh. don't, we don't wash them before we put them in our containers just because again moisture is death with yeah. these things so yeah, totally yeah and uh i know from experience that uh if you don't wash them you're fine too because i was yeah. them just out of the package and i'm like <laughs> you're not washing them? like nah. you're not the first person to tell me that and that's okay like we i don't wash mine when i eat them either yeah because like you're like i think a lot of times when people are washing stuff it's because like there was some kind of chemical or pesticide yeah you know, i can promise you these things are like as ethically and humanely grown as possible like they're they're in a very clean environment and space and i literally only touch them one time and that's when i harvest them and i wash my hands (laughs) so you know it's like um and and those are the kind of germs that like who cares you interact with humans all the time you know as long as you're not like doing weird stuff before like yeah exactly i think like washing them like does kind of if it's if you're gonna wash them and eat them right away It's fine, but I always tell people, especially if they've never used microgreens before, wash as needed. Like, don't get a container from me. Go home and wash the whole thing and then put it back into the container because they're just going to... Wilt. Wilt. Yeah, it makes them sad. I noticed that, like, and and surprisingly fast, like, even... 
Um, I think I washed a handful of them one time with yours, mm-hmm. and then I went to do something, came back, and they're still great. But yeah. y- like the they lose that crunch, that's what I was say, uh, a little crisp. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the crunch, the crispiness, the freshness of them yeah. definitely goes away for sure if you like wash them and leave them sit for yeah. any period of time. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, they're so super good. Yeah, but like, that is how you grow microgreens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a nutshell. Awesome. It's yeah, fun. So fulfilling too. I mean, like, uh, like I said, I mean, just the help it's given me. You know, yeah. like I'm, w- like I had a salad for the first time in months, like not <laughs> yeah. too long ago. But like, baby stepped myself into it using your microgreens, yeah. and that that was huge for me, and I feel better for it. You and know? That's it, like I eating healthy can be scary for a lot of people because there's just so much information out there yeah. about eat this, don't eat that, prep it this way, don't prep it that way, like. Yeah. You know, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just checking to make no, sure. No, no, go ahead. We're good. No, yeah. no Maydays yet. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but it like eating healthy can be daunting, and especially like for someone who has a lifetime of bad decision making when yeah. it comes to the. And I'm in like, there's definitely been periods in my life where I was not eating as well as I could have been. Ooh. Yeah, same. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, College. Yes. High school. <laughs> um, but. I feel like micros are, they they seem like a very, like, poshy type of thing, right? Mm, like, pinkies up type of thing yeah. a little bit. But um, they're so easy to use. Yeah. They're so easy to use. Like, I literally just make a breakfast scramble and throw a handful of broccoli in with them. Yeah. And it's like, broccoli's a real, you've had them, they're a milder flavor. Yeah. So, you don't, it, uh, maybe a little peppery sometimes. Um not but spicy, you know, some like n- other sprouts, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it just makes, I don't know, it just makes eating healthy so much easier. And yeah. it's pretty effortless. Absolutely, <laughs> if yeah. If you ask me. I think a lot of times, like, buffets have, like, alfalfa sprouts. So I was kind of used to those. And I, I like them, but, like, I like broccoli so way better. That's probably, like, I don't, like, I'm, I've never, I've eaten sprouts, like, twice in my life. Oh, really? Didn't really care for them just yeah. because, like, the whole I didn't like eating like the seed and like the root not because I thought it was bad for me it was just like a weird like texture, like texture thing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so kind of that's the biggest question I probably get from people when they come talk to me at markets and stuff is like oh sprouts and I'm like no yeah <laughs> microgreens different right different yeah. sprouts are typically grown um like in an airtight container usually oh, um right. with just like water yeah. you just make the seeds wet essentially i've never really grown them myself so sorry for any sprout people but no 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 i'm glad you brought that up because I, I actually was going to ask you about that because that's one thing and i've had both and i call i call them all sprouts right but like it yeah. like you said there's a difference and i found out the big difference today like and even nutritionally yeah you know it's oh yeah then that's what like I read, you know not talking shit but i'm talking shit like that's the one of the studies that I have. Like facts, you're talking facts. <laughs> I'm talking facts. Yeah. <laughs> micro, it was comparing like micro and sprouts and the nutrient density and all that kind of stuff. And time and time again, micros have been shown to have more density of nutrients yeah. than sprouts. Not that sprouts aren't, they're not not healthy. They are. Yeah. If you like them, eat them. Um, but micros again, edge those sprouts out every single time and i think micros are a lot more approachable um yeah with how you can eat them than than sprouts are yeah so. i think so too and then even just like compared to other vegetables because you know kale kale was a, a huge thing there for a while i was gonna say you haven't really like been through the notes too much well, no 
that's good. That's good though. That's, I mean, I suppose it's a sign of a good podcast when you're just kind of free flowing. It, it well, it is, and a lot of it I know more than I think I do. But I made Absolutely. some notes. It's always good to have a, have a few backups. No, we pretty much touched on like I was going to my like micros versus sprouts section. Oh, jeez, yeah, like the timelines even on. I know. But yeah, like I was trying to like hammer a bunch of kale because I'm low in iron, and yeah. I talked to my anatomy professor, and he was like, "Yeah, it does have iron, but the like in order for your body to get access to that iron, it has to break down so much of the kale. Yeah, like who knows? And spinach kind of the same way, you know. And then kind of onto your point about like when these get to a full leafy plant. It has other like protective things uh, against the sun. You know, builds up a thicker skin. Yep. You know, like, and, yeah. and just like not only like with your body breaking it down, but like when you cook f- vegetables when oh, they're yeah. at their mature stage, like sometimes you lose some of those um, like healthy properties. That's what as I heard. Well. Yeah, like kills off like the enzymes and not stuff. Not always. I mean, you yeah. still get you know some benefit from them, but. Like they got the full punch. These, I mean, I would never, I have never experimented with it. I would love for more like chefs and uh, (laughs) nutritionists to like kind of get into this with me. But I've always eaten them like cold, raw, uncooked, essentially. Like I've never cooked them in anything. I think just because of the nature of like how delicate they are. I'm not really sure how good that would go. Yeah. Um. Might, it might bring a different flavor, though. Yeah, the w- the closest I can come to saying, like, we've cooked something, cooked them in something, is Brock heated up some broth the other day and put leek in there while it was, like, kind of steeping. Like, he yeah. steeped leek in the broth and oh, made, yeah. like, just oniony beef broth. And it was actually really good. Um, and he was drinking the leek, too, so... That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to really worry about it, you know, like... Yeah. Or down either probably and bone broth i guess is a popular thing these days <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely get into it yeah uh, yeah yeah and that, well, when i was reading too and you probably know about this but like even just like the masticating as in like chewing mm-hmm. uh is that the right term it masticating? Is. and uh trying to bring all the big words <laughs> to the table tonight <laughs> uh so like it, it's supposed to by mashing up the the microgreen especially with broccoli it releases an enzyme that it's when it tries to heal itself, and that's one of the important enzymes, like where you get that sulforaphane, sulfurophane, mm-hmm. and that releases it, and then you get more of that in your body by eating in the raw. Yeah. You know, where you, sometimes if you cook it, I, th- I heard that's yep. where that goes away. Yeah. So you might be getting some, but not quite as much. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so I th- yeah, I thought that was crazy, yeah. and then just the anti-cancer. Oh yeah, the, the anti antioxidant. Yeah. Um. They like carotenoids that's the name carotenoids um that's the the other thing that um i found in my research as well um was that a lot of the like vitamins and stuff that are in microgreens and other vegetables it's not just microgreens because all like all of these vitamins and minerals exist in other forms as well um but a lot of them are very like lipophilic so they they are attracted to fat um and they bind like with fat at a biochemical level um so that was just something that i found interesting about like the carotenoids that exist like within i'm not saying i don't know what that means really (laughs) like i don't know why it's a good thing but um you might stay in your system longer if you're like binds with the fat right? or like what you're eating it with um i think might kind of improve your ability to um absorb Oh. N- the nutrients that are available within oh, yeah. the greens yeah so oh. i don't know yeah it could be yeah, yeah it makes sense and i think the carotenoids and the carotene or something i was reading one of them like 
Um, I remember when eye supplement they're supposed to help with like redu- reduction of like macro degeneration and, yeah. and improved eyesight. So oh it's like, yeah, all those vitamins. I forget. I learned a long time ago about yeah. what all those. <laughs> and minerals too i know i got like a, just a fleeting <laughs> little bit of what's left from like I anatomy i think that you know? that's probably like in as i journey through this like business and like everything i want to not only like perfect as much as i can the growing process but be able to like know the ins and outs a little bit more about yeah. the vitamins minerals and like a little more about like the hormone balance within oh, the body, like how it impacts hormone balances within the body, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the potential. That, you know. that, that whole homeostasis idea. Oh so. yeah, homeostasis for sure. And like that's the thing is like some of this food is especially like heavily processed. You're probably not getting that much of the nutrients and you know minerals yeah. and all that. So it's you know the homeostasis is probably the law for most people you know, in the yeah. modern age. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd love to share a little bit about the different varieties that we have do it, yeah. um, and that we want to grow. So obviously we have the bro- uh, broccoli and the sunflower here. The sunflower is like, again, those seeds will all be off as it gets closer to the day yeah. of that. Like you can eat them. It's um, a nice color though. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so we have those two. Uh, we also have salad mix, which is a mix of five different vegetables and then we have radish, which has kind of a peppery taste to it. And that's like purpley red in color. It's really pretty. I like it a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, and then we just started growing leek and basil. Awesome. Those are fun. Basil's a nice one at this time of the year, just like with all the desserts and everything that people do. And yeah. I don't know. You ever put basil on pizza? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Or, yeah, I was just thinking about the microgreens, maybe. The like, basil that I have is like a cinnamon basil, so it kind of oh. has a little more of a, um, not peppery. How would you describe cinnamon? It's definitely like some kind of spice. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like a spicy basil flavor. Yeah. It's not like oh. a sweet basil, um, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the leek is amazing. I love onions so much. Yeah, me so too. I'm like super excited super excited for the leak to like use that with a bunch of stuff yeah um and then popcorn and cantaloupe are the next two big ones popcorn and cantaloupe yeah oh wow you're like my brain sucking popcorn from me i was like what popcorn that's cool i cannot wait for popcorn um they are a beautiful yellow bright yellow color oh cool and they legit taste like a handful of buttery popcorn really and they're so healthy for you like it's oh, so i can't good. wait to try that because I, I can't have popcorn so i know oh That'll you're gonna great. love it then um seeds i just seeds are so hard to get for some of these right now oh, so God, yeah. that's my barrier um Man. cantaloupe is as good as it sounds oh, really? it's a very the the flavor tastes like straight cantaloupe melon flavor yeah, yeah and then the texture is a little softer um it's like the sunflowers are definitely like that crisp crunchy fresh oh, so awesome texture. Especially first thing in the morning yeah. holy cow <laughs> right it's awesome yeah um but the cantaloupe's definitely like softer um i've eaten them i've never grown them myself um but i'm really excited to grow those especially come like springtime just because I think about putting them on like a cucumber sandwich yeah. or like something like that. Are you gonna do like a side cooking show? <laughs> See, I need like a nutritionist to like oh, yeah. come but on you board. Kinda, yeah, uh, like, I c- I, yeah, I you could. could definitely do like little things like smoothies, <laughs> the the cucumber. What'd you say, cucumber sandwich? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, just 
uh, stuff like that. You can just like do little clips, you know, like have a like yeah. a YouTube channel or something, yeah. like just on your Instagram even. Yeah, maybe that could be goal for <laughs> yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just add a few more layers. The to baby what you're will doing. be older and super cute, and he can help me. Oh, and yeah. He'll be my little sous chef. <laughs> yeah, little sous chef. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Because I was gonna do something. I thought about it in the beginning of this podcast, and I'm still gonna do it. It's just um, in the works, like you said, more time. And it was called a uh, smoke jumper kitchen. Mm. It's gonna be the kind of an offshoot of this because it's amazing, especially in the outdoor world. As, as you probably know, there's just like so many people that can really cook, and like especially yeah. in the wildland uh, yeah. world, like I know so many like smoke jumpers and hotshots, and you know folks on the engines and on the districts and the helitech folks, like and repellers, like everybody, yeah. you know, can like <laughs> like really cook. Yeah. And uh, so I was gonna try to have like a, a show That'd about be awesome. you know, th- with folks like that, and that'd be super cool. Yeah, I'd watch that for sure. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully I get all through. I'm a horrible cook, so that's part part right. of the reason is like so I can learn. It's selfish. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more selfish just motives. Exactly. Yeah, it's more for me. That's okay. That's yeah, allowed. That's like I'm a lazy cook, so like <laughs> that this is makes life easy for me. Like yeah. it makes getting my greens super easy and um same. That's yeah. why I feel like it's a very marketable and approachable product for people. Yeah. Um so the only other I don't think I had any other any other notes you want to go through. I was thinking like smoothies too. Like this would be yeah. so easy for a smoothie. I throw them in smoothies all the time. Um and especially like the broccoli because they have they have flavor, but it's very mild. And yeah. so if you put it in a smoothie that has stronger flavors, like peanut butter or chocolate or bana- even banana, which isn't that strong of a flavor, yeah. those power those flavors tend to overpower any flavor that broccoli would bring to the table anyways. Yeah. So it's like you super easy. To yeah. It could be like a trick for people who really don't like vegetables. Like yeah. <laughs> just eating them and you don't, you're not yeah. even tasting them, tricking your brain. Yeah. And that's like eventually, I think maybe after the new year, I want to start growing like kale um uh there was kohlrabi is another one that i kind of want to grow just because those um in some of those studies and i knew this before i even looked at those studies but they carry a higher nutrient density of a lot of other microgreens and that's the thing like even within microgreens there's layers there's layers of like which variety has more um bioavailability of its nutrients yeah. and and the bioavailability is huge right because yeah. that, that means to me at least it means that you can digest like yep. it'll get in your system better yep. right bioavailability yep um so yeah i mean there's a whole and also just what the market wants like the yeah. people around here what kind are they attracted to like i thought radish was going to be very popular I was wrong. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. used to grow so much of it. And then I would sell like two containers. And I was like, radish is the best, though. Yeah. It's so pretty and it tastes so good. It's like really crisp and fresh. Huh. But people just weren't digging it. So yeah. um, that's like just trial and error, just figuring out what people want. And then with yeah. restaurants, I can pr- like with restaurants, I tell them all the time, whatever you want, whatever's going to fit your menu and your style. Yeah. I can grow that variety. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like some of the restaurants, like the I think it's the Iron Grizzlies, a little more high end, mm-hmm. you know. And yep. um, like I could just see like a billboard with like radish and a wrap, or just you know a salad yeah. topped with like your radishes on it, you know. Because yeah. like like you said that color combo, because a lot of times like you know bright colors attract the eye. So if you had like your green from your salad, your yellow from a carrot, maybe like a little greener from your cucumber, but then you got that red topper. Like yep. to me, that's a big attention grab and is. also it's so healthy. Well, and with social media being a huge like marketing ploy for restaurants and stuff, like to kind of get that 
you know, Instagram perfect picture of yeah. your food. It's like micros are the perfect way to kind of set you apart from the restaurant that's right down the street. So yeah, I will shout it. out um, one restaurant that has Good. been buying from me for a little over a month now, Camino in Missoula. Hey, um, <laughs> they're right on, I think it's Front Street. Yeah. They're Caddy slash Kitty Corner. <laughs> yeah. Using both Caddy Corner, Kitty Corner. Caddy, Kitty Corner to um, Market on Front. Oh, Right downtown there. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be Front Street then if they're yeah. right there. Yeah. So they've been buying my greens for a while now. Um, and they are very happy with them. And oh, I'm cool. super happy that they're there. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to get into more restaurants. Get them out to the people. Get them out to the people. Um, there was one. What did I? Oh, we already talked about the online ordering and the subscription yeah. program. Trying to get into some grocery stores. Um, oh, upcoming events. Oh, yeah. So November 19th. Saturday, November 19th from 9 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon, Orchard Homes Country Life Club, which is right off of Reserve at Reserve and 3rd mm-hmm. by Natural Grocers. Um, they are having um, their like annual bazaar like craft fair. Yeah. And so we'll be there at that from 9 to 3, yeah, three. until we sell out. Hey, get there early. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then... As of now, that's it for November, just because with the holiday toward the end of the month and we have family yeah. in town. But you stock up for Thanksgiving, yes. though. Like November 19th is a good day. Yeah, if you, you know? get them on that Saturday, they'll still be good by the time you need them for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, um, and then in December, as of now, we're looking at the 17th, which is again with Orchard Homes Farmers Market at the Orchard Homes Country Life Club. Same place. I'm pretty sure that market is from 9 to 1. Don't quote me. Just go to Orchard Homes Instagram. Yeah, look at that. And they'll have all of that information on there. And we'll share as well on our Instagram when and where we'll be. Yeah, and I'll try to blast it out too. Yep. You're always going to share my stuff. So yeah, thank yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. It's, oh, you're a great product. <laughs> thank you. Know? you. Like, yeah, I love what you're doing. And you said that was December 17th? Yep. And then I haven't gotten confirmation yet. I'm trying to get in touch with them. But Turner Farms also right down the road from orchard homes um they're doing a pop-up in on december 18th trying to get into that one and then i will be at orchard homes winter market which starts after the new year and that's a regular weekly market i think they do thursdays and it's usually like four to seven in the evening Oh, and then trying fingers crossed to get into the winter valley missoula market which was at like lucky the lucky's market at the the mall there south gate mall yeah um they had a like a high return rate of vendors from last year so they were like we'll see how much space is left and we'll let you know yeah lucky market in missoula off brooks right yep yeah touch the mall yep so hopefully fingers crossed um one after the new year market seasonal really winter market seasonal pick up again absolutely so it'll be easy to get to us like during the week because right now it's since we're not in any stores it's pretty much just message us yeah when because i post you know when we have stuff mm-hmm. um so just message us if you're interested yeah make sure kind of yeah make sure you follow on instagram if you're not already because that's like you said you put the dates out there and let yeah. people know when, when stuff's upcoming and yeah um and when, which which festival is going to be ready yeah and if you're like you know i'm never really like a huge new year's resolution person um i just 
always go into every year my for the last I should I say that but then it's like I'm gonna say oh every year I'm, I'm always like I try I want to be a better listener <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> I, pretty good I, that's because before going into this I'm like Allie listen make sure you listen <laughs> you're doing, yeah I think you're doing great um so yeah I, I'm not like a huge new year's resolution person but if you are and health is one of those things I would love to be there to be that person to kind of help you um, with with your n- nutrition kind of being a big stepping stone um, yeah. for that because that's a big goal of our company is to set up like a subscription slash we're calling it like a salad program um, and what the idea behind the salad program is is that um, we're going to do like a pilot for about six weeks and twice a week you get a 32 ounce container which would be this oh wow so like my normal trays are these two together yeah so you get a half a tray twice a week um and we'll like mix up like what variety we give you and all that kind of stuff yeah um and if you dig dig it you'll blow through it like as soon as you like start like you'll be amazed you know at least least i was yeah for me so if you're interested um shout us shout out to us on instagram or send me an email again that's hilltop acres 22 on all things facebook instagram and gmail um all lowercase um we'd love to get some people who are super serious and super interested um so we can get like a pilot program going um because that'll help us get really good feedback and decide how to take the next step forward after that you know yeah. is it worth getting an online system going for people to order or should we just kind of stick with what we're doing yeah yeah just markets and word of mouth so yeah yeah totally yeah you have a little bit better way to figure it out but in the winter it's uh, to me it's a it's a better deal to have that well i mean all the time but definitely in the winter it's a better deal to have that um subscription yeah because uh you're not really seeing the greens in the market you're not really nope. thinking about it you're thinking about more like it's all like storage crop type stuff yeah storage crop and and like you kind of think more you're not to me it's like you're not thinking about the um, the better few foods probably for it because usually like spring and summer you're thinking like lighter yeah you know like maybe more nutrient packed at least yeah. that's where my brain goes you know yeah. more of the salad chickens and and microgreens yeah. so it's like now if it's if it's there and it's coming to you you're, you're going to be more likely to eat it because I've, I've gone on kicks where i've like been eating healthy and then i just don't pick it up one week or yeah. it's not in stock one week in the mar- in the store and then it just goes away then you know or like you said like just with wasting like you know you'll go through like a half a head of lettuce yeah. and it's like oh crap like we didn't get to it by the end of the week so we're just throwing it out and it's like i the container sizes that we have just based on not only feedback from you guys but from some other friends as well they're like pretty perfect <laughs> for like how much we're giving in a container and how yeah. long it lasts before like you get your next container yeah. um it's not like it's it's staying fresh not going bad and then by the time that container is done oh here we go next one's ready to roll yeah so. it's perfect and then i even said i was even thinking like a thursday market would be great because then you know for your weekend you got good food planned yeah. you know like and you don't you derail <laughs> yeah you don't derail and it's, yeah especially it's easier to go out a little bit maybe yep. like you know you get busy doing something all day and you don't really want to cook but you can whip up something super easy with yeah. some fresh veggies here with microgreens yeah and in the evenings you know i add up to everything but um and then if you're having company <laughs> over you know thursday night stock up on your microgreens from you at the market at orchard homes yes yeah and then uh you know bring it home to thanksgiving all you know it's like family season yep. you know so you help share the the good food to you, you yeah know, the rest of your 
Absolutely. Friends and family. No, for sure. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? I don't think so. I really am grateful for the opportunity. Like I said earlier, if you didn't take a leap, I wouldn't have this platform to, you know, share the word about what we're doing and just gain a little bit of traction. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. You know, this is just how your listeners, hopefully they're grateful for, I know you talk to a lot of like people involved in fire in different capacities. So yeah, usually health, really health conscious folks typically because, yeah. you know, kind of high performers, a lot of high output uh, yeah. activities, like as in like physical high output. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that this piqued their interest a little bit too. And absolutely too. Yeah. Like check it out. I you know, any of the people following me and hopefully get more subscribers along the way to watch this, but uh, I appreciate you though too. Cause like yeah. this is really good information and be able to get it out to folks and help people out. Cause that's like, one of the big things that I think me and you are into and, and mm -hmm. most people I hang out with is like how to self-improve right? Yeah. How do you get better? And like you said, the New Year's resolution, right? That I don't have like that, you know, gym every day kind of stereotypical, yeah. which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. You know, like go after it, get, get whatever goal you Some people's brains set. function that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all right, it's, you know, new year, mm -hmm. new me. And I, and I kind of, and I do believe in that part where it's like new year, new me, I'm going to, whatever I can do to change and read more books or yeah. more activity, yeah. more family time, you know, and sure. adding microgreens to your diet <laughs> is a really big <laughs> More <way>. micros. Yeah, <laughs> That should huge. be everybody's New Year's resolution. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, especially if you just like looking at Google it, you know, and you see the, the, the amount of nutrients packed in these little suckers yeah. and what it can do to you in the long term. Like when you get our age in your 30s, even younger, but like in our age, like things start kind of compounding, you know, like mm. I know more friends that are having, you know, more health problems, you know, yeah. and it's like, get on this early and you might be able to yeah i might have some time to shift the tides a little bit yeah shift swing the tides. it back the other way yeah exactly yeah and you know and all your systems so. yeah well i appreciate you a lot thank you so much yeah. for making the trek down here oh it's snowing now yeah, too. In the blizzard, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get some kind of photo with with us and so i can blast that on instagram yeah, for sure thank you so much uh, luke yeah. i really appreciate it oh thank you Allie. appreciate you yeah let's go make s'mores yeah let's do it i wish <laughs> next time <laughs>